podcast you're about to hear is an all-football podcast. First half is Jets with a very, very special guest, someone I've been trying to get on to this podcast for years. And then, of course, the locks of the week. Really good week last week. Really, really good week. So good, in fact, that DPHO and Rothenberg are trying to get me back on for their picks. <laughs> so sit back, relax, and enjoy this one. It's the Grind Hours Podcast, and it's coming in your ear. Telling you all of the news that you need to hear. Baseball talking, football talk, and NBA as well. Joe has got the highlights, and it's just like show and tell. Joe and all his radio friends, make sure the updates never end. Breaking news and analysis, tennis shoes. Hello and welcome to the Grind Hours Podcast for Friday, September 22nd, 2023. And my next guest is a guest that I've actually tried to, you know, was planning to have on for some time, but now that we have some working relationship, uh, it, it aids that. Uh, so my next guest, probably the biggest Jet fan I know outside of me and my grandmother. It's Jake Asman of the Jake Asman Show on YouTube. You can also listen to him part-time on... I don't want to say my station, but the station I work at, 9870 ESPN here in New York. Jake, how you doing, my friend? Joe, it is your station, all right? Move over, <laughs> Michael Kay, Dave Rothenberg, Rick DiPietro, Don LaGreca, Peter Rosenberg. It is now the Joe Leo station. I'm good. I'm doing good, man. I appreciate you having me on the show. I am intrigued, though. You said your grandma is a bigger Jet fan than you. I got to meet your grandma. I got to get her on my YouTube show. She's the reason why I'm a Jet fan. It, I, I've said it for years. Her and I could have like a lifetime show of just us watching Jet games. Cause, wow! Because the amount of the amount of curse words thrown, the amount of emotions that are gone through, like it. She is. She would never say this publicly, but she is probably just as big of a. She's not as much of a lunatic as Dave Rothenberg is, just personally in an everyday life. But for three hours on Sunday, she turns into Dave. Oh, I she, love that. So I love that. I got to meet her. She is absolutely the best, and uh, I am very thankful for her making me a Jet fan. However, you and I are in a predicament here. I, I'm actually – are you going to this game, Jets-Pats, on Sunday? I'm not. I went to uh, week one, uh, the Monday night against the Bills, and I got back from Dallas a couple days ago after watching uh, that – pathetic performance on sunday yeah you're due for a for a week off from going in person i would say that's good for your health because <laughs> not only is it going to be a monsoon on sunday personally and i've said it to everybody that i've talked to i don't i don't have any faith in this team right now going up against bill belichick with, with zach wilson what's your faith that the streak ends on sunday and the jets win for the first time in now 15 tries I go back and forth on this. Like, I've said I'm picking the Jets to win, but if they don't, this is the last time I'm picking them. Like, this is it. Because I look at it like this. If they can't win now against this Patriots team, when are they beating them? Seriously, I know it's Zach Wilson and it's not Aaron Rodgers. If they had Aaron Rodgers, I think we all would be like, oh, they're going to win by three touchdowns. We're going to be fine. But 
I, I just look at it like, okay, they already beat the Bills at home. They had a bad performance last week against Dallas. I don't think the defense is going to play that poor again the rest of the year. Like, I expect a great effort. And I don't know, maybe I'm just, like, reading too much into the Zach's confidence is back and he's not going to, like, barf all over himself. Because if you really look at it, the only reason why they lost twice to the Patriots a year ago was the first game he threw three brutal interceptions. Second game they had 77 passing yards from him, including only two total yards of offense in the second half. I just don't think the Patriots are that good. So I'm just kind of banking on, like, all streaks got to end at some point, and the Jets are at home. I know it's going to be wet, but the crowd's going to be nuts. I think you're going to get a pissed-off Brees Hall, who only touched the ball four times last week. And I, I just think the Jets are the better team. I know, like, the aura and mystique, oh, it's Belichick, but the Jets didn't lose last year because Belichick is a better coach than Salah. They lost because of Wilson. So if, if Zach could just be, like, what he was for, I don't know, maybe the first three quarters of the Cowboys game before the game got out of hand, I think that's a that's a winning enough effort for them to do this thing. So I, I'm like trying to talk myself into it, but there's in the back of your head the uh, it's Belichick. Of course they're not going to win, so you got to get over that. But I'm like all over the place, kind of trying to like process this game. But I, I do think they're going to win. But I'll say it again, Joe. This is the last time I pick the Jets if they don't beat the Patriots here. So I'm in a much of an agreement with you, but it's two things for me in the back of my head. One, it's oh well, Belichick is just Belichick. And two, it's Zach Wilson. Yep. I, I cannot. I, I, I've already. I, I already had a rant early, early, earlier in the week about you know I don't want to hear you know all the Zach Wilson truthers and he didn't have a chance. No, no, no. He this is if he can't do it now, you're right. He's never going to do it. And the other thing is, you're correct on the Jets are the better team on paper. Again, however, the quarterback situation. Mac Jones isn't one of the best quarterbacks in the league, but he's just slightly better than. Zach Wilson. If the Jets had Mac Jones, they would be probably a playoff team. And and Zach, and Mac Jones is not that great. He he does, you know, one bonehead thing a game instead of five bonehead things a game that Zach Wilson does. But the other thing is the weather, I think, can play into the Jets' hands because they just saw what Miami did running the football. And I know this offensive line is going to be potentially in flux on Sunday. But if you can run between the tackles with a pissed-off resaw with a Dal- with Dalvin Cook who wants to prove something, he, he, they brought him here for a reason. And the one guy that I think could be like a gadget player is McCall Hartman. Because personally, I don't know why he's on this team. Why did you bring him here for $4 million if he's not going to be a difference maker he could not have just been an Aaron Rodgers safety blanket toy. Like that's not who McCole Hardman is. He kind of filled the, the Tyreek Hill role in Kansas city last year. He's just as fast as he is. I would use him in like some screens, some reverses, some short passes that aren't going to get Zach in trouble because the weather is so bad, but he's faster than the entirety of the Patriots defense, except for maybe Gonzalez. But if you use him in motion, you can run him away from Gonzalez. So I think he's, ha- McCole Harbin has to be the difference maker. Who should be, or who in your mind will be the difference maker on Sunday? I agree with you on Hardman. I mean, why is this guy here if he's not going to play? Like, I understand that, you know, Nathaniel Hackett thinks he's coaching Aaron Rodgers and four snaps in, he's got to adjust. But, you know, you would think now, Full week of regular practice. You're at home. You don't have to travel. The uh, emotional wear and tear of that win against the Bills followed by a short week, you know, maybe took a toll on everyone, 
defense included, you would think this is the version of the Jets that we should see now where they're at their best going forward. For those reasons we kind of just outlined. So I'm with you. Get Harpin the ball. You know, use his speed. I don't need to see, you know, Randall Cobb out there. And I'll give you another one. Uh, how about Jeremy Ruckert playing more than C.J. Uzama? He's your best blocker. Mm. You know, if you're going to run the football, the weather's going to be bad. I need 89 out there. He's sending dudes to the shadow realm with some of these blocks if you watch <laughs> on film. He was a yep. huge part of Brees Hall's monster game against Buffalo last Monday night. So I, I, I truly think – Running the ball is going to be, like, the biggest thing for the Jets. Look, they're going to have to throw at some point. Like, And I think tendency-wise, you look at their touchdown they did have against the Cowboys, it was on a play action on first down. So if you make it obvious that you're going to run the ball and Belichick's just going to stack the box, well, then you got to be prepared to adjust and adapt, and that's where a veteran coaching staff that I thought the Jets had that was supposed to be an upgrade over last year's offensive coaching staff should come into play. So, look, running the ball is going to be huge. I need a uh, a pissed-off, angry Brees Hall in this game on Sunday because if he goes off the same way we saw Raheem Mostert have some big runs for Miami last week, they could beat this Patriots team. I just got to see it, right? I mean, we've lost 14 times in a row to these a-holes, so it's it's time to it's time to get it done. I mean, it's we could talk ourselves into it. They got to now do it. Well, and the thing is, too, Belichick knows that they're going to run the ball because they ran the ball, what, eight times in an entire game and a game that they were down eight points at halftime. So Belichick knows you're going to run the ball. You just got to be creative in the way that you do it. And the one thing that I will, the one positive thing I will say about Zach Wilson, move the pocket on play action because that's when he's at his best. That's when he's having the most fun. That's when he's the most confident when he can roll out a little bit outside the pocket, maneuver the pocket, get into space, and throw the ball outside the numbers and really open it up. I know it's going to be crappy weather, but you can have probably one to two plays a quarter where you just kind of take a shot. And with this team's speed overall on offense, Garrett Wilson, McCall Hardman, even Lazard is is faster than a couple of the uh, slot corners for, for New England. So getting those guys the ball minimizing Zach's ability to lose you the game. Cause that, I mean, that's, that's the anchor, right? Yep. It's please Zach, don't mess this up. And you can only have so much room for error, especially against Belichick. So that, I mean that, but that's what I'm coming back to. Please Zach, don't screw it up. And this defense is going to come off. You want to talk about Brees Hall being pissed off. This defense is going to have to prove a point because you cannot get embarrassed in Dallas. And Dallas, for a lot of that game, was trying to give the game to the Jets. Dak Prescott, for about a quarter and a half, outside of the pick six that was dropped by Sauce, was trying to allow the Jets to stay in the game. If Mac Jones does that on Sunday, then you have to take full advantage because you can't lose this team. If you want to consider yourself a playoff team still, you can't lose to a Patriots team that is 0-2 and looks every bit of 0-2. No question. And, look, this defense thinks of themselves as one of the best defenses in the league. Well, they were last year. All right, they're allowed a bad game against Cowboys, short week, whatever. It happens. But last week, they gave up 30 points, the most points they gave up in the game since week two against the Browns last year. <laughs> Now it's time for that flip the switch. Hey, you guys want to be, you know, a historic defense like DJ Reed said? Then go prove it, man. Go dominate Mac Jones, who's not Dak Prescott. The Patriots don't have a CD lamb. You know, you're not worried about, you know, uh, their running game right now. Like, this Jets defensive line, Quinn Williams, you talked this summer about having five sacks in the game. 
Well, this is the game to do that. Jermaine Johnson, oh, it's the big ascension for Jermaine. Let, let's go see it. Like, force some turnovers. Give the offense a couple short fields to work with. Like, that's what the great defenses do. Like, I watched the Niners last night. They weren't even at their best, and they still dominate games. The Eagles do that. Like, if the Jets want to be in that conversation, these are the games your defense shows up and does what they need to do to win. And I'm just going to hope that Zach could just be competent enough with a good running game and a defensive performance that's excellent where they could beat a Patriots team that's not very good when the Jets are the home team. Salah said on Hard Knocks that they have to prove that they're not the same old Jets. Now, in particular, he was talking about the offensive line. But if they win this game, and style points does not matter in this game, but if they win this game, does that start to change the mantra about this Jets team? It does, because you haven't beaten this team. You know, you've lost to them 14 times in a row. Last year, I mean, you know, it's funny. Everyone talks about how good the Patriots' defense is. I mean, it helps when you play Zach Wilson for two games last year. Why doesn't anyone <laughs> talk about that? It's all the Jets beat backups last year. Okay, they also played a backup every game. And and New England's defense is all world. Uh, and it's like, okay, well, that's besides the point. But, yeah, they, they definitely could. Look, until they truly win – People are always going to come back to the same old Jets. But they win this game. You're 2-0 in the division. Even if you didn't lose to the Chiefs next week, you're still on the right path to entering your bye week 3-3. Three and three. And if you could do that and the schedule then softens up, you feel like, okay, they can make a run at still being a playoff team. And you know what? If you if you win on Sunday and, and what if Zach actually plays good? Like the, the whole tenor of the conversation with the Jets actually changes. So just win no matter what. I agree with you. Style points do not matter. But – Winning this game, I think, will will go a long way towards like the fans' confidence in this coaching staff, the rest of the team around Zach Wilson, and that's kind of where we're at right now. You're asking too much if you want to win and Zach Wilson playing well. That's just me personally, but probably are are Jet fans overreacting to the way that their season is going? Because the season is up for grabs right now. I, as big of a, of a game as this is. No, it's not a must-win in terms of the whole totality of the season, but it feels like that because of all the pressure. This is going to be a weight lifted off Jet fans' chest where they can finally breathe for the first time in seven years because they beat this team. Because the hatred that Belichick has for this Jets team, the fan base has for Belichick. It is equal, if not more so, on the fan side over Belichick because of how much he's just tortured this team. But I agree with you because here's the thing. They're not going to be Kansas City. Even with Rodgers, it was a question mark whether they were still in the same conversation as the defending champs and a two-time Super Bowl winning team. So Denver's not that great. You can go into Denver plus the added motivation for Sean Payton and and what he said about this team. And and Hackett's going to probably have his best game plan of the season ready for that. Denver defense. So, and same thing with Philadelphia. We're not in the same conversation as Philadelphia. That's fine, especially with Zach Wilson. That's okay. But if you want to consider yourself not the same old Jets, beat teams you're supposed to beat, and you're supposed to beat this team. You are. No matter which way you slice it, honestly, is it just because Belichick is the coach that it's a two, uh, the Patriots are favored in this game? Yeah, that's the only reason. And, and because people are like, oh, well, the Pats can't be 0-3. There's no way. Well, you guess what? They're due to be 0-3. They're not very good. Like, and, and, like, the aura and mystique with Belichick 
like the national conversation of the Jets win, no one's going to give credit to the Jets. It's going to be, you know, the Patriots this, Patriots that. Right. But the conversation's going to be after this game, if the Jets, God willing, win on Sunday, is this the end for Belichick? Because this would now be if the fourth season, Brady's been away. They've missed the playoffs for the third time in four years. He's missed the playoffs eight of his ten years as a head coach in his career when Tom Brady was not the team's starting quarterback for that season. And all of a sudden, New England's 0-3. You know who they play next week? They play the Dallas Cowboys. They're looking at 0-4. Their season is cooked. They're done. And the conversations about what do the Patriots do going forward with Belichick is going to be delicious if you're a Jet fan. It's going to taste oh so sweet if they could just win the damn game on Sunday. And they're the better team. So if Zach doesn't barf all over himself and the Jets defense shows up and the running game shows up and the protection could just be a smidge better, they have a great chance to win and really stick it to the Patriots finally. Last question for you. I'm opposed to Zach Wilson being the long-term solution for this season. Are you, and if so, who are you looking at to potentially come in and be the signal caller for the Jets? Yeah, I'm like, look, I, I want them to sign a quarterback now, even if that guy is not going to be, like, the starter. Like, you know, God forbid, and not even if Zach plays poor, but what if he gets hurt? He got hurt as a mm-hmm. rookie. He got hurt uh, last year. You know, why wouldn't you want, like, a Colt McCoy that could come in over Tim Boyle if you sign that guy? Or, like, I know Nick Foles is out there, Carson Wentz, like, I'll listen to that. Like, they're better than Tim Boyle. So I, I I don't believe in Zach as the long-term answer either. I'm willing to be patient because right now, seemingly, they're not going to do anything. So what choice do we have as fans? And I don't think Zach was the reason why they lost last week, and he was good enough for them to beat the Bills in week one. So that should be good enough to now beat the Patriots here in, in week three. That all being said, I think the Jets' plan is to evaluate where they're at when they get to their bye week after the first six games because it's right around the trade deadline. And if the Vikings are 2-6 and six and they're out of it, you know, could you get Kirk Cousins for the stretch run here? He's on an expiring contract. Seemingly, they'd be blowing it up. Maybe he's available. If the Rams fall out of it, is the Stafford dream a possibility? You know, do one of these teams like uh, you know Washington with their backup and Brissett, do they say, hey, we'll give you a chance to go and play somewhere? Or Jameis Winston with the Saints. Like, it's the same name as everyone talks about. I just think none of those guys are available at this point. They're not going to be available until you get closer to the trade deadline. Well, Colt McCoy's available. What is he doing? He's watching the games on Sunday like us. Hundred percent him. I'm talking about trading for a guy. But yeah, I, look, I'd sign. Col- I would have signed Colt McCoy the day after the Bills game last week. They haven't done so, it. So, oh, so would I. But and that's the th- that's the reason why I'm so gung ho about this is because not often can you wait till week six to save your season. If you go into week six and you're two and four, you know. Your season's basically over. There, there is no season to be saved. I understand that the, the second half of their schedule is just cupcake, but you need something to build upon. And what are they wait? What are they waiting for? The, the other thing is, it's crickets. It's not even you know. No one's asking about a backup quarterback solution. When they do, it's oh, we're sticking with Zach. What's so wrong with? saying, well, yeah, we're sticking with Zach, but God forbid something happens to him. Nothing against Tim Boyle, but it's not like Joe Montana's coming off the bench. It's Tim Boyle, who's been a journeyman quarterback, who, what, has he played in four games in his career? Like, sure, the he's played with Aaron Rodgers, but he's not some quarterback guru that's basically a, a glorified quarterback's coach. You have to at least owe it, not to the fans, to the team itself 
And the guys on this roster, like a sauce, like a Garrett Wilson, to show it that you're ready to go for it. That, again, you yourself are not wanting to be the same old Jets. That you want to flip the script. That you want to change the narrative. And getting a backup quarterback, whoever it is, regardless if he's challenging Zach or not, will do that. But hopefully the Jets win on Sunday. Hopefully the streak is over. And Jake, thank you so much for coming on. We will do this again for sure. Parting thoughts, where can people find you and all that good stuff? YouTube every day, talking Jets. And I'm on 98.7 ESPN New York next Sunday. So Sunday, October 1st, 2 to 6, right before Jets pregame coverage of the Jets against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. So hopefully the Jets win that game, Joe. So they're 2-1, and one, and then we somehow convince ourselves, oh, yeah, the Jets have a great chance to knock off Mahomes and the Chiefs. That's all I'll try to do, assuming they win Sunday by the time I'm on ESPN New York next week. Hey, if they beat the Patriots, we can both talk ourselves into, well, that Chiefs defense is not really that great. If hey, we just protect ourselves from Chris Jones, we could be in the game. Yeah, we'll Kelsey talk ourselves into it. out of the game, it. and all mm-hmm. of a sudden, you never – yeah, I mean, well, I, I, mm-hmm. I hope we can at least entertain that scenario by winning Sunday first. I don't know what's crazier, us talking ourselves into potentially beating the Chiefs or the fact that Jet fans potentially could want Tim Boyle over Zach Wilson on Sunday. <laughs> I, I don't know what's – what's crazier but jake thank you so much for doing this man appreciate it a ton anytime joe thanks for having me SeatGeek is the number one ticket app for buying and selling tickets sports fans music fans comedy fans theater fans fans of tickets use my code grind hour to get into the building to get yourself a seat again that's code grind hour at checkout for $20 off your first purchase at SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app one more time. Code GRINDHOUR. That's G-R-I-N-D-H-O-U-R at checkout. Line shopping for the best odds matters, and that's why any profitable sports better needs to be using multiple sports books. Thankfully, there's never been a better time to get signed up, and I'm here to connect you with the best possible promotions industry-wide. Using my link, signupexpert.com slash grind, you get access to all the sportsbooks in your area, along with a review of each platform and its unique features. Most importantly, this page automatically connects you to the top promotions at each book, allowing you to start line shopping with an enhanced bankroll. If you want to take advantage of all these benefits and support the podcast, sign up for your next sportsbook at signupexpert.com slash grind. Again, that's signupexpert.com slash grind. Feed Hudson Valley is a regional food rescue and harvesting network in the Hudson Valley operating through Dutchess, Orange, Ulster, Columbia, Green, Putnam, and Sullivan counties. It links donors of prepared but unserved food and fresh produce with nonprofits and food assistance programs. Through an app-assisted network of food donors, volunteers, and feeding agencies, Feed Hudson Valley facilitates the harvesting, processing, and distribution of locally grown or produced agricultural products, self-stable food donations, and prepared nutritious foods. The app used is called Chowmatch, and it is easy for volunteers to download and use. Among the donors are restaurants, farms, food makers, stores, hospitals, and universities. The food assistance programs include food pantries, soup kitchens, and shelters. Volunteers are matched through the Chowmatch app when a donation is available. They can indicate that they are available to make a run and then pick it up for a donor and deliver it to the agency. The Feed Hudson Valley Network 
currently includes over 300 volunteers, 130 donors, and 95 receiving agencies. Last year, on average, Feed Hudson Valley re rescued and redirected over 12,000 pounds of food each month. Feed Hudson Valley could use more donors and volunteers. To learn more and sign up, visit feedhv.org. Again, that's feedhv.org. One more time, spelled out, F-E-E-D-H-V.org. Now back to the podcast. All right, joining me now, as he does every week, Jack Hopkins of the Four Horsemen of Fantasy podcast, and just a little bit of bookkeeping for everybody, because this didn't happen yet since the introduction of the double play. Both Jack and I technically pushed our double play last week. So how we are going to handle this, because it is technically two bets, instead of it just being a sole push, we will each get a technical win and a push. So so just for people keeping score at home, if we push on the double play, we will it'll count as one win instead of two and we will get the push. So technically through technically last week I went 4-0 and 1, Jack went 3-1 and 1 for the season. I'm at 6-3 and 1. Jack is at 7-2-2. Two, and two. I hope I didn't confuse a bunch of people right off rip here. Hopefully. Hopefully you're still with us. <laughs> uh, we'll Jack, see. how are we doing this week? Because I, I didn't hate this slate as much as I did last week, but I did, I did find it difficult to find four games. How, how um, do you feel? Yeah, I was just saying off air there that I, I found it a little bit difficult this week because there's there, there's some that I, I would like to, to go for, but I'm not that confident. Like, I don't know whether I'm ballsy enough. Um, I think that it's funny that you said that you hated last week's slate, Joe, and then you absolutely killed it last week. So <laughs> maybe you prefer to, uh, to, to hate it. So, um, yeah, I think that there's a few that I really do like. Um, and as you know, like I like to kind of go bold sometimes. Like I just think that works. Mm -hmm. Like I, I, I don't like going with the conventional, like what everyone else is going for, because that's the thing with pickups. It just doesn't normally come through. So um, we'll see. We'll see how much we 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 agree uh, this evening, shall we? Well, anything I know about picks is that whatever you think is conventional isn't conventional. And just for the listeners at home, it, take just take a. Put a little carrot on this. If I hate a week, bet that week with my picks. Because I not only did I go, because uh, I technically bet Green Bay uh, minus the three. I had him at minus one on this podcast, so I'm not cheating. I would have been five and zero oh on this podcast if I cheated, but I'm not cheating. No, no, there's there's no cheating here. But I also went four and zero on on DPH. And while we're recording on the Friday and not the Thursday. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we're learning now. We're we are learning. So, that was my fault last week. That's all good. Uh, you're actually one game better than I am this year, so yeah. you have the early advantage. So through three through two weeks, bet with Jack, you're making money. Bet with me, you're making money too. But just about I've, since I went first last week, why don't you go first this week? 
Yeah. Um, so th- I was between this one and uh, another one with my locks, but um, I absolutely love this game. The over-under is 54. Um, and I, the, these two teams are uh, surprisingly were both great teams last season. Um, and surprisingly, have both started 0-2. This is a massive matchup. But I, I'm taking the Chargers plus one at Minnesota. Um, I, I just don't think they lose this game. Um, I think when you look at the difference here, yeah, okay, it's in Minnesota, but I just trust that offense in LA a lot more than I trust um, Minnesota. Minnesota at the moment are throwing the ball at an unbelievable clip. Like you, like you, we just haven't seen it before. The, the numbers they're putting. Even when they're meant to rush, they don't rush. Like Kirk is just throwing the ball left, right, and center. Um, I have a feeling that LA are going to, you know, maybe put a little bit of a stop to that. Um, obviously, they just signed Cam Akers. Minnesota have. I don't think that changes much, really. He's um, not playing this week. He, he's he not playing play, this week. Exactly, yeah. he, was, uh, he was already ruled out. Um, yeah. Looks sense as well, he doesn't know the playbook at all so why am i blanking on their coach's name but he already ruled them out for um, for this week kevin mcconnell no um yeah it's mcconnell it's mcconnell um, mcconnell yeah um but yeah so I, I i think when you look at these two teams um whichever team loses this game is probably out of the playoffs which is crazy to think about because you can't really come back from 0-3 um minnesota are lucky in that like what's crazy is if they won this game and um, the Lions and the Packers both lose, they'll be top of their division, which is just <laughs> insanity. So that is like that is kind of the, the way this is going, but it's going to be a shootout. And I just think Justin um, Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen, we saw what they did last week. Keenan Allen was the wide receiver one in fantasy. Austin Eckler probably won't be won't be there again, but I don't think it really matters too much. So um, yeah, give me LA plus one um, in Minnesota. I think they win the game. Two things: one, Eckler's already ruled out. So yeah. any fantasy managers, sorry, but work the waiver wire. Eckler's not playing this week. Two, I can't believe you're starting here because I actually toyed with picking this game and going the opposite way for Minnesota because yeah. I don't trust Brandon Staley one bit. Every chance I get to pick against him, I do. I agree with you that this is a loser leaves town match. I think if LA does lose this game... Staley gets fired and does not make his way back to L.A. as the head coach. But I just, I don't trust that defense. They That defense can't stop a nosebleed. <laughs> and Justin Jefferson is going to wreak havoc. Plus, Minnesota has the rest advantage in this game because they played on Thursday. It's a home game for Minnesota. If I had to handicap this game based on the way that both teams have looked, even in their losses... Minnesota's look better in their losses than yeah. the Chargers have. So that's how I would pick this game. And I Chargers look good against I, the Dolphins. I actually crossed it out. I actually had it, but nice. I crossed it out, and, and I'm going with another game. I'm glad we're not in lockstep. So I'm glad that we disagree on the first pick. Uh, that, <laughs> that's, that makes me know that we're off to a good start. My first pick... I'm going the well that I've been going to every single week this year. Give me the commies. Give me the Washington Commanders plus the six and a half against Buffalo at home. And majority of this pick is a weather pick. It's going to be just ugly and disgusting 
And I don't know if Buffalo can actually win a rough game like this. They haven't, this iteration of the Bills team has not shown me enough fight where they can win a game like this by a touchdown. And Washington, given that they've played two bad teams, have shown fight. They fought back. They could have rolled over against Denver last week in Denver. They didn't. They could have been made an embarrassment against Arizona in week one with all the hype from the offseason with the new owner. I really like this defense. I think the skill position players are good enough. And I like the way Sam Howell is playing right now. So in an ugly game, a team that I think a lot of people have been thought that they are overvalued so far in this season. I just think this is a game like San Francisco and Chicago last year where the less talented team wins because of home field advantage and, and the weather. Yeah. Um, I, um, I, I'm kind of uh, going to just say that I, I might talk about this game later. How about that? Um, and I will move on to my second pick here, Joe. Um, and I'm going to go back to a team that I'm pretty sure having looked at my notes, I've gone with now every single week. Um, when I went with them week one, they were plus three. When I went with them week two, they're minus three. And they're now minus six and a half. So they're just getting more and more favorites every single time. And I'm going with Miami at home against the Broncos because Ooh. I just think this team is just better than than, than Denver. Like D- Denver really haven't haven't shown much. They blew a massive lead against the Commanders last week, as you've just as you've just talked about. You know, they lost to lost the Raiders. They haven't looked good so far this season. Russell Wilson still hasn't figured out. Sean Payton's looking for any excuse he can possibly find in order to try and blame anyone we saw that in the offseason and we, we you know we're going to continue to see that as the season goes on this is not his team as so he says russell wilson doesn't look any better um jerry judy has just come back into it off a hamstring injury he didn't do much in, in week one marvin mims hasn't shown that he's really the the person that we thought he was going to be he was a second round pick um Courtland sutton is still looking like he's maybe recovering from this injury that he had two years ago i, I just i I think this this could be a get right game for Denver. Um, since Miami aren't great against the run, Javante could maybe come out and and show something here. I'm not too sure, but I just think this Miami team is too powerful um, right now. That you know they've scored they've scored thirty points um, in in both games. Um, they're looking. I think they scored thirty points last week yes. in my, um, against the Patriots. They blew them out. If I'm right in saying. Yes, um, no, it was twenty-four to seventeen. So they've averaged thirty points um, over the first two games exactly, actually, uh, with thirty-six and twenty-four. Um, but they looked comfortable last week, um, and I, I just, I feel like, um, you know, even if Waddle doesn't play, I still don't think it really matters because I think Tua is showing, surprisingly, I think to a lot of people that he really is a good quarterback. And he's just needed time healthy. If he can stay healthy, which we talked about, Joe, I think in week one here, mm-hmm. um, if he can stay healthy, that is that is the main thing. But I don't want to assume that someone's going to get hurt. And while he's healthy and while he's playing the way he is, I just don't think, I think he's like, such a better player than Russell Wilson, which imagine I told you that two years ago, that yeah, Tua is I wouldn't like, believe you. in two years time is going to be so much better than Russell Wilson. Like, so the drop-off's been real. So um, give me Miami also at home um, versus Denver minus six and a half. 
that that lead the Denver blew last week as well was horrible. They shouldn't have blown that oh, lead. Yeah. They, they that, 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 that was the other thing as well. But that's just that that shows you about the makeup of the team. What I will say about this game, I'm I, I'm not picking this game. Just be wary of a backdoor cover. That's all I will say. I, I don't yeah. know if Denver, Denver needs this game because if you start, it's just like what yeah. the Chargers and Minnesota are, yeah. are going through. It's like what New England is going through this week. If you fought zero and three, your season's over, and there are a lot of questions to be answered that don't have answers right now in Denver if they do fall 0-3. So that's the only reason why I'm weary of this game. I think Miami's the better team on paper. I think Miami's the better team on tape. But desperation does breed some things that... Just be weary of this game picking it if you're picking Miami. That's... yeah. I, I'm not, again, not picking this game... Um, but I would lean Denver in this game just because of desperation. Yeah. My second pick. This is a game where I went back and forth on a, on this game in particular and the game I was going to have. The game I was going to have, Jack just talked about it with his first pick, I was going to have Minnesota. So where I'm leaning, I'm going back to the well for a second straight week. Give me Green Bay. Minus the one and a half against New Orleans. This is, as Scott Van Pelt would say, a hold on to your butt special. This is a hottie bees. I am not... <laughs> Joe? Every, every game on the board. Go ahead. Um, will you still take it at minus one? Is it? Is it back to minus one? It's minus one now. This is this, and the only reason I ask is this matters because last week that yes. is that was the difference. They, no, no, no. I, 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 I totally, I totally so, hear you. I will let me uh, let me double check this here because I'm not saying DraftKings sportsbook lines, um, and I have them up right here at the moment as well. Um, and the Packers are minus one at least. Yep, they're 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 at minus one. Okay, yeah, I'm still taking minus one. I think yeah. they're the better team. I think this line, I, I've went over this. I, I'm glad you said that because, you know, bookkeeping-wise, I, I, I want to get it right. I'm still taking them because I think this game should be Green Bay minus three. I think based off of what Jordan Love has put on tape in the first two weeks, I really like what I've seen out of Jordan Love. I can't believe I'm saying that because <laughs> I said in week one, can we prove it? Can, can, do we know if Jordan Love's a good quarterback? So far this season, he's showing that he's at least league average. And with this cast of characters around him, that's good enough. I don't care if Aaron Jones plays in this game. I think Green Bay at home, this is their home opener. They have not had a home game yet this season. So they are, that crowd's just going to be rocking. It's an indoor team going outside. We saw that exact thing happened last week with new orleans where if they play anybody else but carolina they probably lose that game because Derek Carr did not play well at all and he got <laughs> bailed out by a couple of ridiculous catches by alave and company so i know this the only reason why i'm scared of this pick just a little bit is that new orleans defense that new orleans defense legit. is legit yeah, absolutely. They are legit. I believe they've went eight straight games or something like that 
holding teams under 20 points. Yeah, that's incredible. That's fine. I don't think New Orleans scores more than 20. So give me Green Bay as a slight favorite against the Saints. I also like this one going in as well. So I, I, I am in agreement with you. you know, an interesting stat as well, Joe, is that um, Green, Bay, Green Bay are going to play the entirety of the AFC South this um, um, sorry, the NFC South, I should say, the NFC South. So they play the Falcons last week. They play the Saints. They also play the Bucks and the Panthers as well, which I just think is weird. Like I don't, I guess that's just the way the schedule. That's fit. that's their you know outside division this year, which yeah. benefits them and it benefits yeah. everybody in, in their division. It benefits them to a point though, because three of those teams have started two and zero, which is a surprise the most. You know, um, yep. even even my Falcons and stuff. So um, yeah, I I like this pick. Um, I'm excited to see what Jordan Love does. I think this team, as the season progresses, is going to be a team that a lot of people are going to be seeing more and more they're going to come into their own a little bit more um and we're going to kind of get a better grasp because this is a brand new you know quarterback like we this is a new era this is the first time mm -hmm. since like the 90s or 80s or 90s since uh, that a guy has started that isn't brett Favre or aaron Rodgers. so this is it's been a long time coming and you know maybe he is the future maybe he's there for the next 20 years who knows um for my third pick joe um i've gone a little rogue here because i did that last week with the colts and it worked out massively they were actually at, they were comfortable winners um they should have been uh, favorites in that game yes they should have been favorites <laughs> in the, and they would but side note anthony richardson's out out this week he's yes, been declared out so so um that game i was looking at too but um i'm actually going to go with the browns at home against the titans now I know a lot of people have been impressed by Tennessee this year, but I've actually been quite impressed by Cleveland. They, uh, yes, have, okay. What have you seen? Okay, the conditions were adverse um, in um, when the, when they played against the Bengals. Um, yes. Obviously, they the, the the Bengals shot themselves in the foot quite a lot as well. But I was in quite, I was impressed by the way they got to Joe Burrow in that game. That. I, now, granted, the Bengals' offensive line just crumbled completely, but the defensive line showed, you know, Miles Garrett can can do incredible things. And for all the confidence that everyone has in Pittsburgh, they really didn't shut out the Browns the way that the old Pittsburgh might have in, in, in years past. Now, I don't think Deshaun Watson has looked outstanding, but I think that this game is going to be a sneaky kind of high scoring affair. And I think we might actually get to see a little bit more of Deshaun Watson um, and what he can do. And Mario Cooper was hurt going into last week and somehow still put up like seven for 70. Um, he, he likes him. He likes his safety blanket and then David joke in, David Njoku obviously that Nick Chubb injury is devastating and God Christ, you hate to see that um, in anyone, but Jermaine Ford is absolutely outstanding. Um, I think he was one of the best running backs coming into this season um, as a rookie. Um, I just think where he landed didn't really benefit him too much because obviously he wasn't going to just step into um, a role when you have someone like Nick Chubb. Um, so, and obviously there's signing Kareem Hunt. Yeah, okay. The, I, I think a lot of people have overstated what that actually is. Like, I think he's going to come in, he, he's going to play a massive role, but he's going to still have the Kareem Hunt role, I think. I think it's going to yes. be the same complementary role um, that he had to Nick Chubb previously. Um, like, they, they really like Jermaine Ford. Like, um, I, in my head, I'm saying it, it's Jermaine or Jeremy? It's Jermaine. 
It's, it's Jermaine Ford, yes. Jermaine, yeah. Sorry, I don't know why it sounds wrong in my head. You know, when like a name just rolls off the tongue, yes. it feels weird. Mm-hmm. Um, I um, I don't believe in Tannehill like at all. I just don't think he looks good. I don't think their passing game looks good at all. Yeah, okay. Derrick Henry could eat in this game. Um, I think Miles Garrett is going to be given the sole job of just trying to <laughs> just stop that man as, as much as he can. I think he's going to have a good game as well. But this is one of those ones where this is where I was struggling for a fourth as well a little bit. And I was like, look, let me, let me, I, I was between this one and, and the Packers and Saints. And um, this is where I landed. Um, the more I talk about it, the more I'm like less confident in it. So um, I'm just going <laughs> to just, I'm just sticking with it at this point. Maybe if you are if you are listening, guys, and you're actually, I mean, not that I don't think anyone is actually going to listen to me um, and actually put money on, maybe. But um, if you are, um, I'm talking myself out of this one. But I, I, look, let's stick with it. Browns versus Tennessee at home, minus three and a half. Rinse me, Joe. I'll talk about this game in a little bit. Okay. My third pick. Pittsburgh in Vegas plus the two and a half. I think Pittsburgh love has Pittsburgh. been absolutely. I'm going back to the well. Just re, rename my picks this week. Back to the well because <laughs> I've picked every single team that I like this week. I've picked them at least once this season. Yeah. Give me Pittsburgh. I've picked them every single week this year, just like Washington. I think they are massively undervalued. I think, yes. Do I agree that Matt Canada has not been great? Yes. Do I agree that Kenny Pickett has not been great this season? Yes. But that defense is good. Their head coach is one of the best in football. And I really like their playmakers. Pickens, yes, he he went for an absolute ridiculous touchdown against Cleveland on a broken coverage, but that can get a guy like him going. Najee Harris hasn't really done well this year. Jalen Warren, I expect to just wreak havoc against this Vegas defense, and Vegas can't score. They have one of the best receivers in football. They can't score. Can't get him the ball. I I can't. It doesn't make any sense. They have a pretty decent quarterback in Jimmy Garoppolo, which if you talk to anybody – just says, I, I don't know how, but he wins games. That that That's the sentence on Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't know how he does it, but he wins games. He's not doing that in Vegas this year. All the controversy around what's going on with Chandler Jones and his mental health, and I hope him well in that situation, but who knows what's going on there. They are always a dumpster fire. Always. Since they moved to Vegas, maybe it's karma, maybe it's not, but I have no idea why Pittsburgh is not favored in this game. Pittsburgh has been the better team on tape, better team on paper. They have head and shoulders the bet the better coach in this matchup. You could argue better quarterback. Yeah. They definitely have the better defense. So if you're just going by check boxes, Pittsburgh's the better team, and I think they will definitely show that on Sunday Night Football in Vegas. I'm rolling with the Steelers yet again. I like the pick, Joe. Um, I'm not going to add too much here. Um, I, I I, am in agreement having, you know, only really watched football for the last seven years, I'd say. 
ever since then, Pittsburgh has just been a formidable team. And that's just always how I view them. I don't like picking against them. Um, so, I, you know, I am I am in agreement with you here. Um, shall we get on to our locks? <laughs> yes. Get, let, what's, your, uh, what's your double play this week? Okay. So um, what I love is something that I just realized. Um, and, and that is that our locks... Uh, this week are both going to be the opposite of uh-huh. of what <laughs> someone else said. So I am locking in Buffalo at minus six and a half at Washington. Um, I think this is uh, this is just funny, Joe. If we were close previously before, we are not going to be close after this week because we're picking against each other majorly. Um, I think, yes. week, um, and we're picking completely different kinds of like spreads in games. Um, look. Buffalo in week one against the Jets. That was such a weird game. One of the weirdest games in football, really, that you could see with what happened with Aaron Rodgers. Just the way that influenced the game was massive. Um, And Buffalo, obviously, were almost just it seemed as as affected by it as as the jets were it was it was a strange game to watch it was a strange game of football but how do they respond with a 28 point victory last week against obviously the team that you just talked about but um the raiders are not are not a, a great team but buffalo were able to get a lot of stuff going um and the offensive weapons that they have are just absolutely incredible they outmatch Washington in in almost every category. Their defense, I know the Washington defense has been playing well this season, but their defense is still uh, a good defense. Um, I really still am not sold on Sam Howell. Um, I think that he has done well, and I I, I think it, it, he's a respectable quarterback, but I, I think he's always going to be just a middling kind of quarterback unless he takes a massive step. I think that um, in this game... Um, I think you're going to see Stefan Diggs and Gabe Davis um, get loose. Um, and yeah, I just, I, I really, I looked at this, I looked at this and I, I really liked just like the touchdown. Yeah. Like, and I love it when it's a 6.5. I picked two games at a 6.5 here as well, because you'll quite often see a team win a game by a touchdown. And yeah, okay. As you said, like sometimes that can, that can bite you. You know, let's say they're up by two scores. They're, you know, let's say they're up by 10 points and then, you know, uh, Washington score late. That's when they get the, the back end cover. But look, um, this is great because I, I always say this to you, like I love this when we can go head to head because it gives us more juice. It gives us more, told you so, Joe, when I text you at four o'clock on Sunday um, and you can say the back, same back to me potentially. Um, so yeah. Um, I'm sure you probably don't have much analysis against this because you're against me on this one. So, except Jack, you're stupid, which is an analysis. <laughs> I don't think, I think everything you've said is correct. However, I think the weather in this game yeah. is going to play a massive role. And what Buffalo does well doesn't go well when there's yeah. a tropical storm and sheets of rain just dumping <laughs> on the field. What I also don't think, I don't know if Buffalo is a good team away from home. I yeah. really, I, I do, that Washington home field advantage at FedEx Field is actually going to be a, a home field advantage now because the fan base actually is in line with the owner. So I just, I, I'm higher on Washington from Jump Street than a lot of people are. And I don't think they win this game. All right, let me just be frank on that, but I think they keep it close. Okay. 
my double play. This is a game that absolutely just flew off the page to me. I immediately wrote it when I was going over just preliminary without just combing the lines just to see what I kind of liked before I did my research on it. I immediately wrote it down without doing any research. And that's Tennessee plus the three and a half against Cleveland. <laughs> Cleveland, Deshaun Watson is probably the third worst starting quarterback in the league. He has been awful. He's also done something I've never seen before in a game, which is two face masks in one game by a single player, especially a quarterback. I've never he's seen that He's not before. suspended. But he also hasn't played well. He's sealing balls five, ten yards out of bounds. He, he is over the hill. I get the let's win one for Nick Chubb sort of thing, but yeah. what also plays into effect here is the hook, where I think the, if, the, if Cleveland does win this game, it's by a field goal. It's not by more than that. And one thing I think it's massively disregarded is Tennessee's defense. I think Tennessee's defense might be, might be the most overlooked unit in the entire NFL. They are that good and they get slept on. Vrabel's the better head coach. Tannehill actually looked good, which I'm not the biggest Ryan Tannehill fan either. No, he looked old. Even Hopkins looked throwing, old. He was throwing some deep bombs that was circa like 2016 Tannehill. It was like when he first got to Tennessee. That's remember a that? version of himself. No, but remember when he got to Tennessee and everyone was like, Tannehill's doing this? He yeah. was actually a viable a fantasy option. I think that yeah. was 2016, 2017 range where he went from Miami to Tennessee and they kind of unlocked this weird Tannehill where Tannehill was the best co fantasy quarterback in the league yeah, for a couple of weeks. I think that was, AJ, like, that was AJ Brown time, I feel like. Yes. Well, yes potentially. Was, so whenever that I, was, I think 2019 I think was, maybe. I think that was more AJ Brown than anything yeah. else. But Needless to say, he looked like that version of Tannehill again, which he probably won't for the rest of the season, okay? He is an older quarterback. He is not that good, but I really like Derrick Henry running against this defense. I think Tennessee's offensive line is good enough to not have Miles Garrett wreck the game. And Cleveland's defense, yes, is good, but I don't think it's as good as everybody says it is and will be exploited by some play-action passes. I really like Tennessee's collection of receivers. So just on merit, this is a principal game. Give me general principal game because I think Tennessee is overall the better team. They're going to win their division. Cleveland's not. They're the better team. They are getting... This is extreme disrespect. Extreme disrespect. <laughs> if this game was in Tennessee, I think it would be Tennessee by like five. I do. Yeah. Maybe even five and a half. I, I, I don't get this line. I think Tennessee should be favored. Cleveland, again, I said this... 
exact words to you when we did the podcast last week. What Cleveland showed on tape in week one is a massive overreaction. Because, hello, Joe Burrow is hurt. If if I get it was a monsoon, but healthy Joe Burrow is not doing what he did against Cleveland, even in the rain. So I'm not I'm just not buying Cleveland. I'm not. Sorry, I'm not. And I furthermore, I'm not putting my faith and money and Stefanski and Deshaun Watson. Just not doing that. So again, give me Tennessee. So just as a review, Jack, you have the Chargers plus one, Miami plus six and a half, Cleveland plus three and a half, and Buffalo, or I'm sorry, Chargers plus one and a half, Miami minus six and a half, Cleveland minus three and a half, and Buffalo as your double play minus six and a half. And just to say the Chargers is plus one, not one and a half, you said that. Did I say one? I wrote down one. I said one and a half. I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. No, yeah, that's right. So Chargers plus one, Miami minus six and a half, Browns minus three and a half, Buffalo minus six and a half as my double play. I have Washington plus the six and a half, Green Bay minus the one, Pittsburgh plus the two and a half, and as my double play, Tennessee plus the three and a half. Jack, best of luck in your picks. Accept your double play. I, I feel like the feeling is mutual here. I will talk to you throughout the weekend, and you be good, brother. Thank you, mate. Thank you for having me on. On this side of the corner, at the fake Jay Leo on Twitter, j.sports.blogspot.com, JoeLeo67 on threads, and of course, this podcast. If you reach this point, please like, subscribe, share this podcast with somebody who you seem fit. If you're new to the show, please download the show. It means more to the show than you know. Really, really hoping the picks actually go my way again. I'm riding high off of a tremendous week in terms of the blog. Got all MOB team in the works. Got a couple of other things that I'm just hashing out, working on. So again, go over to the blog, subscribe, and you'll get an email anytime a article comes out. In terms of the podcast next week, we'll obviously have wrapping up. We'll obviously have the locks, but I'm going to do a baseball podcast either wednesday or thursday so three podcasts next week tuesday either wednesday or thursday and of course the locks on friday until then i hope you have a great weekend hope you're happy and healthy hope you're staying safe with the rain coming in the northeast so just hang out inside if you want to do the mad dog russo routine by all means do it safely (laughs) and until next time and the sweet words of semi-sonic. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Peace.